feel like when you when you share, you get the best view. You get the trees out the windows and the birds flying by. Maybe I'm just a sales pitch here, but just have a think about it. The view is good from up here. Plus, look at these beautiful people. All right, well, hopefully, hopefully something sensical comes, comes, uh, comes our way <laughs> this morning. That'll be good. I, uh, I've been sort of like quoting some podcasts that I've been hearing on a week-to-week basis. So why, why not? Why not check another one at us this morning? He's uh, Michael Koulianos on the, I don't, is that how you say his name? Yeah. On the uh, Jesus Image podcast, he'd said in two different messages over the last month, but he quoted the story of um, uh, Abraham and Isaac and taking him up the mountain to sacrifice his son. Um, And he's talking about it as God desiring our worship. And that's how the scripture, it says that Abraham went up the mountain to worship God. And he's like, he wasn't going up there to sing a song. I thought, oh, yeah, well, this is, a, this is a good, he said it, he said it twice. And there's lots of things he could say, but it's really, it really stuck with me. It was like the worship that God desires is that we would be people who sacrifice what we love most for him. I thought, wow, that's a great, great thought that we would find our way, making our way up the mountain with a heart full of worship to God to lay down what we love most for him. I, and in the spirit of what's God doing at the moment, what's a status check, he's looking for people to hold in their hands what they love most and offer it to him in faith-filled confidence that God has a path for his people that's worth it. Because what came on the back of that was God spared Isaac. God made covenant with Abraham. God blessed a people with an irrevocable promise that we are still seeing walk out today. And it's, it's, uh, it's, it's again what he desires, that we would take what we hold most valuable, and express our faith to him by offering it to his service. Yeah, I don't know, it's a cool thought. It's not really what we're talking about this morning, but I um, just couldn't shake that story in worship this morning that um, this is a very, uh, it's a very intentional time in our faith journey. And if we are expecting or if we've been sold a flippant faith, it will not survive. It's, it's time to take the word of God seriously and to make it our life. This, this is what I will build my life on, the righteousness of Christ, my salvation, a faith-filled following, 
a life of sacrifice and worship to God. This is my protection. You know? Yeah. It does. This feels like we just getting something. Is this something so good on offer in that space? But holy moly, that climb up the mountain is a bit of a bugger. Yeah? But hearts full of worship, you know? This is our act of worship. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You try and get a quick thought together and then move us to uh just spending some spending some spending some time this morning just sinking into it. Um I felt like um uh, um Just look at it quickly. I feel like as I was thinking about what 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 do we need at the moment? It's it's almost it's almost what what you shared this morning, Ali. I felt like Jesus was saying, like, what's tripping you up today? What's what's tripping you up? What's causing you to fall on your face? What's wiping you out? What's knocking you over? You know, what's tripping you up today? Enlighten it. Bring light to the place of trouble, and you'll see what's truly going on. That's, that's what I felt, felt like you wanted us to just sit in. What's tripping you up? I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. I was sitting, sitting the other morning, and oh my goodness, how good is it to have a backyard job to do, but... Oh my gosh, I get up at 5.30 or 6 in the morning, sit, look out my windows. All I can flip and think about is the list. The list. Like, oh yeah, what am I going to do? What am I? Oh, I'm like, ah, I'm here to spend time with Jesus. Close the blinds. Close my eyes. Certainly don't sit outside. God forbid you should enjoy the birds. But it's tripping me up. Like, I'm just so distracted by all the things. You know, backyard's just one of them. But, but then I was sitting there. I was sitting there and I'm going, this is tripping me up like somehow. Like, that's not really a big deal. I'm actually enjoying the work. But I was like, all right, God, like, what's going on? And I just felt this, I felt this fear. I felt this fear. And I was like, yeah. You know, like when something's like just kind of under the surface and you can't quite put a word to it or you can't quite kind of, kind of like grab it. It's not coherent to you yet. You're experiencing it. But it's like, yes, the words, the feeling, the reality, the experience is not quite all in sync yet. Do you know what I'm saying? And I feel my most peaceful when like, oh, this is coherent. I know. I understand. I can see what's going on here. This is what's taking place anyway. This is what happened that morning. And he was like, Brad, you are scared of looking the fool. He's like, your yard is on display. You don't feel qualified. You're not a landscape designer. You're not a turf layer. You're not a, you're not a gardener. And everyone will see what you have done. Every, this will be on display. And there is this niggling fear that says you're going to look the fool. Plants are all going to die. The, the, and, and I mean, it doesn't help that I, I laid the turf like a checkerboard on the front lawn because we had extra and it looks hideous. And they're, 
they're guaranteeing me I'm going to be so proud of this lawn in six months' time. And I'm like, yeah, or not. Or I'll spend the next six years with this, you know, um, polka dot front lawn. Like, I mean, nah, but it's bugging me because I'm like, I've got this three-day window where I can pull it up before the roots really go down, restack it all, buy more and do it all, or just chuck it over on the neighbor's lawn or something. Anyway, and, hey, hey, is this a lot of money with a turf? <laughs> but, you know, this, and so I'm like, oh, but once I could see it, and, and, and God spoke truth to it, he's like, Brad, you're a man of wisdom. You asked me, I said, the lawn's going to come good. You and Leela asked me, I said, fill it in with some sand. Just trust me, do those things. He's like, you're not a fool. You're faithfully following me. You're not going to fall on your face. You're not going to look the idiot. It's okay to trust me. And I was like, whoa, we're in a bigger bucket here than my front yard looking like polka dots. Do you know what I mean? But it's like what was tripping me up that morning is something that said you're going to be the fool. You're going to look an idiot. You know, and it was like, uh, you know, it's dumb, dumb thing, just a, a yard thing, but it's like, it's it's causing me to over fixate, over research, over exert myself in trying to get it right or make it right. And it was tripping me up. Instead of just enjoying, you know, oh that lawn's gonna be doesn't even look so good. Wait till that comes in. Oh, isn't it great what we got done? Yeah. But you know, I feel like in a sense we're just going to bring this into land quickly, but I feel like God's saying, enlighten it. You know, what's tripping you up? Enlighten it. And there's some verses that came instantly to mind on the back of those, so I'll share those. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 to 23. It's Paul. I do not cease, this is his prayer, you know, like he's praying it. I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I always pray that God of that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may grant you a spirit of wisdom and revelation that gives you a deep and personal, intimate insight into the true knowledge of Him. For we know the Father through the Son. And I pray that the eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being, may be enlightened, flooded with light by the Holy Spirit, so that you will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee, the confident expectation to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, God's people, and so that you will begin to know what the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his active spiritual power is in us who believe. These are in, in accordance with the working of his mighty strength, which he produced in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, whether angelic or human, and far above every name that is named above every title that can be conferred, not only in this age and world, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him a supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all believers. This is a bit of a humdinger. There's some long sentences in there as well. But, you know, he's, he's, 
He's saying that the very core of your being may be enlightened and flooded with light by the Holy Spirit so that we will know and cherish the hope, the divine guarantee and the confident expectation. You know, when this is what we have grounded and rooted ourselves in, it does not matter what's happening. This is not a practical expectation of a circumstantial outcome. This is a spiritual surety. This is a firm internal foundation. The core of my being, being enlightened and confident of hope in God. Like, I think we just gotta like, we, we use all of this to say, and all the things that we want to go well are going to go well, or all the things that we find difficult are going to become easy. Or, no, this is because they are not easy. This is because things may not go well. This is because there may be difficulty. And we are not in that today, practically, to to enormous extent. But already we are in that spiritually. This push and pull and and shoving around, this distracting, this tripping up, you know, this, this, this is occurring, oh, at least for me. Uh, two other verses that came to mind in this, and we're going to kick this out. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 22 and 23, the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, spiritually perceptive, your whole body will be full of light, benefiting from God's precepts. But if your eye is bad, spiritually blind, your whole body will be full of darkness, devoid of God's precepts. So if the very light inside of you, your inner self, your heart, your conscience is darkness, how great and terrible is that darkness? You know, this is the time to be calling on light and life to come and fill my heart. You know, the... What, I mean, what does that look like for us when you think about that in that sense? Like, this is, this is deeper and more profound than asking a question and having a directive, right? Because we talk a lot about that here. Well, why don't you ask Jesus what to do? Well, that, you know, and that's great. That's godly wisdom. That's direction. That's guidance. It's, it's, but this, what we're talking about here is deeper than that. This is at the core of my very being. I see what is. Uh, you know, how, how would you describe it? Some, someone else take a swing at it. Union. Mm. Mm. It's a union with the Holy Spirit that it overflows, finds itself into things. It's directing life. It's emanating. It's being. It's a sensitivity. When I walk into a room and I go, "Whoa, something's up." It's a. It's a. It's a twig. When I'm in a conversation, I go, "Man, need to hold off." It's a. It's a. It's a perspective that comes in a relationship or it's a check that comes as 
you know, uh, self-justifying or self-protecting words are flying from our, our mouth. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's like a disposition of being that is united with God and he has his place. It's a renewed spirit. It's it's a union. It's uh and and this is it's like, well, if this could be like, hey, let's just lay hands and pray this into everyone's life today so that all will go well. You know, I, I think our Sundays, I think how God's been using our Sundays is like just like uh just recalibrating. It's like almost like pulling us back, pulling us back, pulling us back because our weeks are just knocking the dial out. You know, this is what I've been experiencing, and I'm like I'm like, well, okay, now we've got to carry this recalibration into daily, hourly, moment by moment, like, see, 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 I don't want to tolerate this. I don't want to get stuck. I don't want to get taken out. I don't want to get tripped up. I don't want to live with my face bloodied on the floor because I, every step I take, I'm tripping. We need help. We need help. Spiritual sight, perspective. It's, it's, it's this mindset that says my spiritual tools are my firm foundation full stop it's not my bank account it's not my situation or my circumstance it is my spiritual connection to god that is my foundation if this is right the rest is just my act of worship to god you know i think it's what he's calling us to and it's 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 a it's a it's a depth of perseverance for this in this this required and not because God's playing hard to get but just because he's he's deepening what he holds in our life he's upgrading the the um encampment he has amongst his people you know it's like he's strengthening it's like he's 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 pouring this out that something would be so strong and so rooted and so grounded and so established yeah More light. Yeah. 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 Well, and the truth of the matter is, we've sought life, life, and light in a lot of places of darkness. You know, we've we've sought to ring Netflix for all the goodness that it can offer, and it fails. We have sought to drink from social media life-giving water that is not there. We have sought from, you know, whatever your thing is, you know, from, you know, we, we, always, you know, we always pick the accessible universal ones, you know, but I find those things changing in my life. I find a real intolerance. I've got enough going on. If I'm going to intentionally pursue something, I want it, I want it to come from Jesus. 
And it's time to be serious about this. You know, I'm not trying to tell you, come on, do better. It's like, this is, this is, this is, it's like, oh, you know. If you were sick all the time and you found out that the water you were drinking was making you sick, wouldn't you stop? Spiritually speaking, like, this is our intention that we would have our thirst met. And it's like, we got to check ourselves and go, okay, maybe there's some of these things that are just not helping. You know what I mean? I need life. I'm searching for it. I'm searching for it. Where am I going to find it? Yeah. One more verse and then 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6 to 18. This is a long one. For God who said, let, the, let light shine out of darkness is the one who has shone in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory and majesty of God clearly revealed in the face of Christ. But we have this precious treasure, the good news about salvation in unworthy earthen vessels of human frailty, so that the grandeur and surpassing greatness of the power will be shown to be from God, his sufficiency, and not from ourselves. We are pressured in every way, hedged in, but not crushed, perplexed, unsure of finding a way out, but not driven to despair, hunted down and persecuted, but not deserted to stand alone, struck down, but never destroyed, always carrying around the body the body, the, sorry, always carrying around in the body the dying of Jesus so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be shown in our body. For we who live are constantly experiencing the threat of being handed over to death for Jesus' sake so that the resurrection life of Jesus also may be evidenced in our mortal body, which is subject to death. So physical death is actively at work in us, but spiritual life is actively at work in you. Yet, we have, this, we have the same spirit of faith as he had who wrote in the scriptures, I believed, therefore I spoke. We also believe, therefore we also speak, knowing that he who raised the Lord Jesus will be raised, will also raise us with Jesus and will present us along with you in his presence. For all these things are for your sake, so that as God's remarkable, undeserved grace reaches to more and more people, it may increase thanksgiving to the glory of our great God. Therefore, we do not become discouraged, spiritless, disappointed, or afraid. Though our outer self is progressively wasting away, yet our inner self is being progressively renewed day by day. For our momentary light distress, this passing trouble is producing for us an eternal weight of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor, and an, ended bless an endless blessedness. So we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are unseen. For the things which are visible are temporal, just brief and fleeting, but the things which are invisible are everlasting and imperishable. Hmm. Hmm. But spiritual life is actively at work in you. Yes, there is a physical life. Yes, there is trouble. Yes, there is difficulty. But there is a spiritual life at work in you. This is your everything. Yeah, and he says, Therefore, do not become discouraged, 
spiritless. That a place of discouraged is equated to spiritlessness. Can, can we relate to that? When, when you set your path on the path of Jesus and find yourself without his spirit, you are guaranteed to be discouraged. That's 100% for sure. Because there's a back pressure to that path that wants you to give up. And you chose the path because his spirit led you there. You chose the place you are because his spirit brought you there for his purpose. When we become spiritless in a place of his spirit, we will be afraid. We will be distressed. We will be overwhelmed. We will be overcome. That's the truth. And every person in this room who I'm looking at has chosen a path of the spirit. We cannot tolerate spiritlessness. Do you know what I mean? This is our life. This is our constant. This is our encouragement. This is our protection. This is our sure thing. This is our joy. This is our... And he says, be sure of this. There's a blessedness beyond measure. Uh, something coming for those who will stand that's beyond all comparison. You got the good path. Now let's fuel ourselves on his spirit, on a dwelling union with him that ensures we are on the path and stay on the path, encouraged, hope-filled, combating distress, discouragement, overwhelmed, yeah, convinced of the unseen. Sure of it, because we are with him. You know? I don't know. All right. Well, what, what we wanted to do this morning, Jeepers, is, um, is just jump into some threes. Threes. Like, just we're going to be real quick in discussions, and we're going to just, we're going to take some time just to sink in with Jesus this morning. Not, not first up. Let's just take five minutes, jump into, you know, find, find three faces who you're happy to talk to this morning. Uh, of course, comes for your group. Just send them my way. It's okay. I know. I know. I know. I know. And not everyone can go with Nelson, okay? Not everyone. Not everyone can go with Nelson. I'm sorry. Just two of you. But um, yeah, let's, let's jump into threes. Just have a bit of a chat about this. We'll just take five minutes and just reflect on this together. What are we picking up? Or what hit us in the scriptures? Or what, what do we feel like is life to us in this? Or, or do we feel like we're just being smacked with a stick and told, you know, be more spiritual and get off Netflix? Or yeah, whatever it might be. But let, let's, let's chat about this for five minutes and then, then we're going to come back together and we're just going to give Jesus some permission. You know, this, this is saying like, come and enlighten, you know, this, this beginning verse that says, uh, where have you said it? The eyes of your heart, the very center and core of your being may be enlightened, flooded with light by his Holy Spirit. We're going to take a minute together in our, in our threes after we take some time to discuss just to reach for that here in this space in this place so all right <laughs>